Hosea chapter 14 and verse 2. So if you want to say Hosea, you say Hosea. If you want to say it Nigerian, we say Hosea. Hosea. <laughs> 14 and verse 2. This is what David was saying. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all my iniquity and receive me graciously. So shall we render the words, the calves of our lips. We are not killing animals. We are singing. All right? He said, it is written of me in the volume of the book. Now, to show you the power of this revelation, Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going somewhere with this, please. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 4. What was he saying? He says, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats can take away sin, can change character. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, they said, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body, underline that thing, because when we finish the message, we're going to, a body you are prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifice of sin, thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come, and the volume of the book is written of me to do thy will, O God. This is Jesus now. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings, an offering for sin that will there's not, neither had pleasure therein. So David understood God has no pleasure in these things, which are offered by the law. Then said he, lo, I come in the volume of the book. He taketh away the first, that he might establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ, once and for all. For every priest standeth ministering, offering oftentimes same sacrifice that can't take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice, his body for sins, forever sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth, expecting that his enemies will be made his footstool. So God told Jesus, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies your footstool. What he was saying was, until I subdue all the enemies under the least member of the body of Christ. You've conquered, everybody will conquer. And he said, the way it is going to happen is what David talked about in Psalm 40. He said, that is the key, because he was quoting Psalm 40. And he was saying, sit until I make. So David understood that if you want to win, and this tabernacle of David guaranteed that David won all his battles until he started violating something in the tabernacle. Oh, and everybody that was a king will see this, that followed the pattern of David. And they would say, according to the commandments of David, they did it when they were in battle, they won. Jehoshaphat, when he was in battle, he looked around at the armies that were more than him. And God said, the tabernacle of David is the secret. Hezekiah looked. God said, the tabernacle of David is the secret. The revelation David brought will give victory to everybody. Look at what he says in Psalm 18 and verse 3. David said, I've discovered this. He says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So, Shall I be saved from my enemies? Verse 4. The sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. 
In my distress, I called upon the Lord, cried unto God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him into his ears. The earth shook and trembled, the foundations. And David said, I did this because I understood, or I'd call upon him who is worthy to be praised. So we see Hezekiah, because of time, in Isaiah 38, talking about this. We see Jehoshaphat when he was surrounded by an army and nations that were mightier than him. says, follow the pattern of David. So David used this understanding when he was king. I want to say this, to conquer territories. He expanded kingdom, the kingdom of Israel. He took territories. Now, I want to share something else again about this as we bring Moses and David's tabernacles into picture and get somewhere. Now, when they say Mount Zion, not, <laughs> not theater, Mount Zion, when we sing, um, what's that name? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness, beautiful city, right? Of the whole earth is Mount Zion. Now, wait, wait, wait. We say the joy of the whole earth is what? Is Mount Zion. Let's, let's just say it again. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. What is beautiful for situation? Mount Zion. If you're in any situation, it says it's beautiful for what situation is Mount Zion. It says, upon Mount Zion there shall be what? Deliverance. In the New Testament, it talks about us going up to where? Mount what? Zion. What was it about? God himself, and I'll show this, said, I love Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. God. I want to show you something. We can say that they're all covenant people. That's when you say covenant. You're all in covenant with God. God said, I prefer some people. He said, look, I like Zion more than the, than the dwellings. The Lord loved the gates of Zion. He said, God, are you being partial? He said, no, I love the gates of Zion. More than, the, it is a hidden of dwellings of who? Jacob. David found something. So what's Mount Zion? Zion was a city. Mount Zion was a hill inside that city. David built his tabernacle on Mount Zion. So when the scripture refers to Mount Zion, it's talking about the tabernacle of David. Please let me show you a dangerous scripture. If you understand this thing, a dangerous scripture. The only way to explain it is dangerous. The only way to explain the scripture is dangerous. Isaiah 29 verse 8. Dangerous scripture. Look at it. It shall even be as when a hungry man dreameth, and behold in his dream he ate. But when he's awakened, his soul is empty. Or as when a thirsty man dreameth, and behold, he drinketh. But when he's awakened, and behold, he's faint, and his soul hath appetite. So shall be the multitudes of nations that fight against Mount Zion. If somebody understands the mystery of Mount Zion, anybody that comes to fight and boast of victory is dreaming. 
is only in your dream you will win. Real life, you'll be dealt with. Real, I want to show you this. This is a mystery. Real life, you'll be dealt with. Completely. Which means, uh, listen, if you are in an office and a gang again gang together, just go to Zion. Let me give you another dangerous one. Isaiah 31 verse 4 about Zion. Unfortunately, when we got saved, they were using that script, uh, upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance. They were using it to deliver people. <laughs> all right. Deliver means to cast out devils. All right? Saint Christ, all right? For thus said the Lord, for thus had the Lord spoken unto me, like as the lion and the young lion roaring after his prey, when a multitude of shepherds is called forth against him, he will not be afraid of their voice, nor abase himself for the noise of them. So shall the Lord of hosts come down and fight for Mount Zion and for the hill thereof. Wait. We are going there gently now. Remember when they came against, remember when they came against the apostles and said you should not preach again. And what happened, they did one miracle. That was the first miracle they did. Before that, what they were doing was that they had their food in common and everybody, that's what we were calling. The miracle was that they saw somebody and said, be healed. Then they called them and threatened them and said they should not. Now, Mount Zion is a hill in Zion. And it is the key to dominating your environment. That's how the authority, we're talking about manifesting the kingdom, that's how the kingdom gets manifested. When they threatened them, which scripture did they go to? Psalm 2, put it up. Where did they go to? Psalm 2, that's what they quoted. They just didn't tell us everything. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Now hear what God said. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and vex them in his sword the pleasure. He said, yet have I set my king upon the holy hill of Zion. You are shouting. He said, that hill is there. That's where he is. Look at what he said now. I will declare the decree. Ask of me. It says, and I will give you the heathen for thy inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. He said, thou shalt break them in pieces, which means authority begins to come out. So what those apostles did was they entered that Zion. It was one man that got healed when they came down from Zion. The Bible says the shadow of Peter was healing people. They were bringing, this is how authority will be made manifest. But they, listen, I'm just going around because it's a deep truth. So I'm trying to get people gently into it. All right? But, but, but the, if, 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 if you understand it, you will praise God at least five times a day. Even if it's short bursts of seven, seven minutes. You will understand what David said when he said seven times a day do I praise God. Please, please. You know in the book of Revelation, the Bible says 
there was silence. And then they took incense, you know, and offered it with the prayers of the saints. Do you know what that means? The prayer was outer court. The worship was inner court. Why do you think Jesus, the personification of things, why do you think Jesus? Let me just throw it at you now. All right? Let me just land it. And then we explain it. But why do you think Jesus came and said, this is what the Father seeks? Jesus came and said, you want to know what the Father is seeking for? Those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. So let me say it to you this way. By the time Jesus came to do his ministry, the ark was no longer in the holiest of all. Now, listen to this. When David, and try and get there, what did David do? David sat one day and said, in Psalm 132, let's put it there, from verse 1. David, in all of his affliction, Lord, remember David in all of his affliction. How he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty God of Jacob. Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my own house, nor, nor go up in my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyelids. Verse 5. Until I find a place for the Lord, a habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard of it at Ephrata. You know what you're saying? The ark had been taken away from the holiest of all when Eli and his sons misbehaved and they said he cabled. They took it and these people put it in the house of their God. When the ark troubled their God, they said, come and carry this ark. Well, finally they took the ark to a place, all right, which we'll get to. But he says, we heard of it, Ephrata. So what David was saying was that Ephrata was where David was born. He said, when I was still a shepherd boy, they used to tell me about this ark. He said, when I was in Ephrata, I heard about it. He said, look at what he said there. He said, we found it in the field of the woods. The field of the woods is the English explanation for the name of the city where the ark was now dwelling. The ark was there for 20 years. Wait. You know, we say, Obadadam, it was in his house for three months. Everything flourished. Why was it in somebody's house who was a priest for 20 years? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Why did, so it's not just ark, we went to carry ark. Because what happened, how did they lose the ark? When they went to battle, they lost. They said, carry the ark. Next time the Philistines come, we will win. They went to carry the ark. So, they carried the ark. And the Philistines said, quit like men and fight. They fought. They seized the ark. So it's not just we have ark. They carried the ark. So what they bring the ark? Because let me tell you why. That ark, David put it on a hill. For David said, who shall ascend to the hill of the most high? Worship is not just singing. He said, who shall ascend to the hill of the... He was talking about how do you ascend? That is what was said in Hebrews 12. Go and read it. He says the chastisement of God is grievous. He's trying to change something so that you can come up to that mountain too. That you are just born again doesn't mean that you are into worship. 
Why is it that he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice? Isn't that what you are singing to see? It's more than a song. Isn't that it? That's the song. You can't come and worship with the same tongue you backbite. New Testament says you come with one mouth, curse men, and the same mouth do what? Bless God. Psalm 48, okay, we've seen that verse 1 here. So, Mount Zion. So, what did David do? Okay, let's go back to Psalm 132. What did David do? He said, we found it, we heard of it in the fields of the wood. Look at what it now says, verse 7. It says, we will go to the tabernacle, we will do what? Worship at his footstool. Psalm 43, verse 3. I just wrote this. Okay, so that's it. Send out thy light, thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to thy what? Holy hill. Uh, holy hill, church. Okay. <laughs> thy holy hill. And to thy what? Tabernacles. So at the time of David, now, now let me bring this to a close here. There were two tabernacles because David had his own revelation. Very radical chap. Can you imagine Moses had his own thing there? So they were doing burnt offerings there. Now, wait up. That tabernacle still had presence. Because when Solomon was going to get wisdom, it is the tabernacle of Moses he went to. What he offered was burnt offering. Here well, look. God was in both places. Now, I want to join the thing. So, David said, the next thing I need to do is take the tabernacle of Moses, take my tabernacle, put it together. God said, you can't. Too much blood in your hands. Tell your son. Are you following what I'm saying? So, in the final revelation, there was the burnt offering, and then there was the praise. But before we get there, let me just show this here. So, the time of David, there were two tabernacles. Moses' own was Mount Gibeon. David's own was Mount Zion. The order was different. David was following the order of Melchizedek. Moses' own was following the order of Aaron. That's why... First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 40. Let's start from verse 39. It says, And Zadok the priest and his brethren, the priest before the tabernacle of the Lord in the high place that was at Gibeon, next thing, to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord upon the altar of burnt offering continually, morning and evening, and to do according to all that is written in the law of the Lord, which he commanded Israel. So that's what they were doing there. David had his own system. Tomorrow morning I will talk about this. David's operation was messy. That's why David entered their own tabernacle and took shoe bread that you should die. Said, I'm hungry. There's a higher law in this my own tabernacle. Are you following what I'm saying here? Eat the thing. <laughs> (laughs) 
In Mount Zion, the offering was praise. And the worship was 24-7 continually. It was not twice a day like in Gibeon. Now, I'll show you what I'm saying here. And operated by mercy. The mercy seat was there. First Chronicles 16. Now, let me show this from verse 37 now. It says, And he left before the ark of and so he left before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Asaph his brethren, to minister before the ark continually as every day's work required. And Abodadam with their brethren, threescore and eight, Abodadam also the son of Jeduthun and Hosea. And then it says next verse, And Zadok the priest and his brethren, the priest, before the tabernacle of the Lord in the high place of Gibeon. So we had two. We had Asaph there, we had Zadok, they were doing two separate things. All right? And so you had these two tabernacles that were in existence. So Solomon comes on the scene. And, and Solomon comes on the scene. And he was going to build the tabernacle of, that David spoke about. And it was about uniting the tabernacles. And we see this in the New Testament. Now, bringing this to a close here. In 2 Chronicles chapter 8, from verse 12 to 14. And Solomon offered burnt offerings unto the Lord on the altar of the Lord, which he had built before the porch. So he built that. And he offered burnt offering. Even after a certain rate every day, offering according to the who? commandment of Moses on Sabbath, new moon and he did the feast of weeks, feast of tabernacles. Then verse 14 and he appointed according to the order of David his father so in that temple he built the two orders were there the commandment of Moses they were doing then the order, now let's go here, the order of David his father, the course of the priest to their service and the Levites to their charges to praise and to minister before the priests, as the duty of every day required, and the porters by their causes every day, all right, for so had David the man of God commanded. So in the temple of Solomon, they were keeping the two commandments. When God answered by fire, it was for the burnt offering. You know? When the cloud of glory came, it was for the praises. Are you following saying it? Okay, now let's go one more step here. Jehoiada, in 2 Chronicles 23, verse 18, he too did the same thing. There were seven kings that followed the order of David. They didn't lose. He appointed offices to the house of God by the hand of the priest, the Levite, whom David had distributed in the house of the Lord to offer burnt offerings for the Lord, as it is written in the law of Moses, and rejoicing with singing as it was ordained by David. So he too had two orders. Chief, be doing burnt offering here. The rest of you, enter the holiest of all. Praises. What was going on? <clears throat> this is what was going on. Remember we said, Jesus in Hebrews chapter, you know when he said, sit at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. You remember the scripture? Now I'm about to land up. Landing is where they know whether you're a pilot or not. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 
and verse, and, verse, and verse 4. Now, what did he say? For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. <clears throat> this thing is deep. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offering that would there is not, but a what? Body you have prepared. So, when we now go to Hebrews 13 and verse 11. Here, now, you understand what the writer of Hebrews said. Hebrews 13 verse 11. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin were born without the word, the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify. So the bond offering for us is the body of Jesus. We don't do it continuously. It was done once and for all. But when you enter, now what are you now going to do? Remember the tabernacle of David, praise was 24-7. The burnt offering was twice a day. Jesus satisfied the burnt offering and said, once and for all. But the second one, look at what he now goes on to say. Look at it. Let us therefore go to him without the camp bearing his reproach. For we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of his lips giving what? Thanks. That has to be what? Continually on the recognition of the bond offering that was once and for all. Folks, please follow me. Let me tell you something. You know it says in returning and in rest shall you be saved. Just follow this now. Get this revelation. In returning, which he said, he said, now because of time, he said, you are running around. Nothing happened. You said, we will flee upon the mountains. They that pursued you. He said, in returning and in rest shall you be what? Saved. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.